stress and anxiety and feeling constantly like, oh gosh, I forgot to do or jumping up at two in the morning. Like I didn't send that thing to a client that goes away because you've did a wrap up and kind of put it into a nice little bow. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's your host, Emily Reagan. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is for those of you who are curious about working online, you're getting your eyes opened in this digital workforce, these opportunities, you're seeing your friends working here and you want to know how to get started. And I also like to serve the already working freelancers and service providers because it's a world that's always changing. There's so much to stay up to date with. There's always ways to get better. Digital marketing is so fluid. And I love to bring other freelancers on to talk about their journey, how they started their business, what their services look like. And it's so fascinating to see people bring their true strengths their personality traits, their past experiences to the table, and carve out something unique for them in the online space. And my guest today is no different. I have Brittany Dixon. She's a very organized type A. She was an event planner. She used to help clients in person declutter their homes. Like she's the home edit, but now for businesses. And she loves to help service providers really nail down their workflows and their processes so they can scale their business. Her goal is to help them reach the six-figure income. Brittany is awesome. She has so much energy in this podcast. We had her live over in the Facebook group somewhat recently. So if you're not a member of the Facebook group and you prefer to catch them live, come join us over there. Brittany is just like a back-end queen here, and she specializes in helping her clients manage the day-to-day of their business to work smarter and not harder. Now, I'm going to get real with you and show you how not so organized I can be. And I feel like I was just talking to my team about this. I'm like, I am doing too much. I already know it because I mix my client work, my course creation, like different fires, motherhood happens, kids get sick, but I'm not going to feel bad about it. Brittany gave me just so much insight on where I could end up. And now that the kids are back in in in-person school, everything in my house in general is getting more organized. (laughs) I could have used her during Zoom school when I had a no closet, no coat closet, no storage closet, nothing. And I was trying to figure out where to store all of these school supplies, like the massive amounts of paper and arts and crafts without having a closet. Like That was insane. But now on the side of my business, I did walk away with some good things that I can get better at. And I find that motivating. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to get better. And I see this with clients time and time again. No one is perfect on the back end of their business. So today, Brittany is really going to narrow in on the three P's of productivity. She's going to walk through the end of the day routine with you to help you wrap up your day and set your next day up for success. What does this mean for you? Ultimately, it's about the confidence. It's about not burning out. It's about feeling good because we're here to build these dream businesses on our own time that give us the flexibility we desire, where we work for the clients that we choose to. We need to put our best foot forward. And this process, I think, is really going to help you feel good about everything you're doing. And you have this benefit of learning from people who've done things the hard way because even Brittany admits things she did wrong and things she got better. So it was very eye-opening. 
So if you haven't already, please go join the Facebook group. I also have a freebie for you about 10 tasks that I started out in my freelance business. If you're getting started, go download that list. It will help you figure out what type of services to offer. And then as you get into the work, do the stuff Brittany's talking about. She's going to share her checklist with you, her Facebook group with you, and her course, Hustle to Flow. That's all in the show notes. Please check her out. Connect with her on Instagram. Now let's meet Brittany. Today, I have Brittany Dixon, a productivity coach, here to talk about the three Ps and essentially your end-of-day routine, which is so crucial for freelancers to be efficient and really impress their clients. So Brittany, please introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Brittany Dixon. I am the CEO of Brittany and Co Consulting. So I am out in Columbus, Ohio, right outside of the city. I'm mom of twin girls. I've got two dogs, but yeah, so I've been in business for, I think six years now. It's crazy bananas. <laughs> But it didn't start off with what I'm doing. I actually organized houses when I started the business. No way. Yeah, it was called clutter control. So I went in and did the whole like Marie Kondo and all the things. And then I actually did productivity coaching for moms and like helping at home. Because obviously that was kind of an easy transition. And then I found the online space. And I was like, oh, I want to do this and reach the whole world, not just Ohio. (laughs) But previous to that, I actually worked for a corporate restaurant doing event planning and marketing. So I'm just an organizer by nature. So I organized events and then I organized houses and now I organize businesses. (laughs) I was going to ask you, this is obviously a common thread. Do you always organized type? I have. Yeah. So I was that weird 16 year old with like color coded binders and labels and like all the things my friends always made fun of me. And I'm like, you know what? This is cool. I like this. So I'm just going to keep color coding. (laughs) How do you feel when things are organized and you know where it is? And like, how does that make you feel? Oh my gosh. It's so much stress taken off when you are organized and I'm a mom of twins. So like when I had twins, it wasn't even like a luxury. It was a necessity to survive. So yeah, I just feel way more like just at peace and less stressed constantly. It's great. Oh my gosh. I I need this in my life. I feel like by nature, I can be like this. Yeah. And then I have areas where I'm not for improvement, but like, I'll go to my mom's house and I'll organize like her quilting fabric by color. Like I'll be really (laughs) weird. And then I guarantee you, if you look in this drawer right now, you will be disappointed in me. (laughs) Hey, you can only tackle like one area at a time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so funny. And I'm actually, I'm a minimalist. So I'm just like, just get rid of it. We don't even need to organize it. Like just throw it away. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. This is so funny because I had the call that I just got off of a client who is an organizer who has a okay. business and she helps declutter. Yeah. And she was just talking about the art of, you know, minimalism and the opposite of, you know, consumerism. And right. <laughs> I just think that's like so important. And even in our own businesses, it's overwhelming with like the files, the system, oh, yeah. like how did I do things? And I didn't know all this stuff when I started. Like I I didn't really have the picture either. And by the way, I started freelancing 12 years ago. So things were like way different. Right. (laughs) But I definitely know that it makes your life easier. You can find things, you can find passwords and there's always room for improvement in my world. Oh my gosh. 100%, 100%. Yeah, I mean, and in the digital space and the online space, especially, it's just like constant stuff. Like 
digital clutter, I almost feel like is worse than physical clutter because you can't really see it until like you go down the subfolder rabbit hole and you're like, wait, there's a subfolder inside of this subfolder inside. But where did I put this? (laughs) At least with physical stuff, you can see it like digital clutter is super stressful because it's just coming at you constantly. Yeah. I used to be so organized with all of my photos. Like I really loved photography. We would travel the world. We were stationed around the world and I was so dang organized, Brittany. Right. And then now it's not like, I just need to take like a day to organize my phone albums. Cause like I'll spend way too much time trying to find that one screenshot. I'm like, now right. I have a screenshot folder, but like little things like that. I totally get what you mean. Like you feel at peace. Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah. So do you have like a college degree or like, did you go to school for anything? So interesting story. So I actually moved out on my own. I was 18. I went to college because you're supposed to, right? I was like, oh, we should probably do this college thing. Um, So I went to a community college here and got an associate's arts. And then I transferred to get my bachelor's in communications because I'm like, oh, I mean, I feel like you can get a job with that, right? (laughs) Again, nobody should go to college when they're 18. Nobody knows what the heck they want to do. So yeah, I actually dropped out. Because I'm like, I don't need this. I can start this business and I I don't need to be keep like paying for student debt. And I went for communications and it was just because like there was no reason behind it. I actually just, I worked in the hospitality field. I did the event planning thing. And then I actually got fired from my job is what kind of triggered the business. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, first of all, I just had a feeling I'm like, what would Brittany have majored in? And I hate asking that question because like you don't have to have a degree whatsoever, but I was like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like you might've done something way different, but no college dropout. (laughs) I have that like knack for organization. If you could go back, is there any degree that would like speak to you or I don't really, I mean, I don't think I could go back and do like the normal, like college and job thing. Like I'm unemployable at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I love that phrase. I love that phrase. And it's so funny because I did do electronic media. I did some electronic media. I didn't walk away with anything practical. And then like, I, I mean, I feel like that changes so much too, right? Like I've been like, Oh, I could go for marketing, but marketing 10 years ago is completely different than marketing now. So it's not even like it was relevant. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about this and like, even colleges can't keep up with the way that online. Right. Is so like, you don't need to get a degree, which was yeah. my whole point of bringing this up is yes. to learn this space. So that's, super yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I did like a entry level, like project management certificate, which again, I don't, I think you can learn the stuff on your own. Like if you're an organized person and you're managing projects, I have like a wedding and event planning certificate. I don't know that that really means anything either. No, no, no degrees here. So what happened with you getting fired? Like, tell us yeah. that. Okay. So I worked for a corporate restaurant doing the event planning. It was crazy. There was two of us. We did 1500 events a year in-house like banquets and then also offsite catering. I worked for them for about four years. I actually found out I was pregnant with the twins right when I started. And I was like, <laughs> crazy event planning job. Like this isn't going to work out. But they were gracious enough to like, let me come back after I was off bed rest. And then I basically kind of worked my way up within the sales department there. I was always the out of the box thinker that everyone's like, oh, why are you pushing so many buttons? (laughs) Why, Why are you questioning how we do things? I had actually started the business in 2015 as like a side hustle. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna organize houses on the side, it's fine. And then I got promoted and then, you know, pushed some more buttons and they 
old school corporate companies just really don't love out of the box thinkers. So they were like, um, this isn't working out, which blessing in disguise now, because I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But yeah, then I was like, all right, my plan B side hustle gets to be the plan A. <laughs> you were already do doing that. And you had clients. Yeah. So I hadn't taken a ton of clients, but I had gotten like the LLC and I threw up a really weird website. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, it's make it or break it. Like I have to either go get a real job or do this. And that was really difficult with twin three-year-olds. So I was like, I need to make my own hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, you do. I think there's something like moms, like we figure things out. Like when we get oh, yeah. in a situation, we know our priority. And like, yep. we know there's a way to make it happen. So I'm so proud of you for doing yeah. that. Yeah. So I did that. And then I hired a business coach because I had no idea what I was doing running a business. And that's kind of how I stumbled into the online space. I actually Googled business coaches, didn't know it at the time, but got retargeted with all of these online businesses. And I was like, what is this? I was like, have I lived under a rock my whole life or what? So I hired one and it's like the rest of it's kind of been history. I was like, all right, let's build a funnel and a course. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. So was this yeah. coach to help you with the productivity coaching at that point? Or so was she was originally the help with the in-person organizing. I was okay. like, I just need more clients. Like, I don't know how to market all of that kind of stuff. And then she's like, you know, you could do this online and like reach the world. Right. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you could totally do like productivity and organizing coaching. So transition to that in 2017, the first nine months was a hot mess express. Like I was all over the place. I was doing stuff for free or like on the dollar (laughs) and then really saw a huge need for backend organization and systems. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm really good at that. (laughs) So yeah, kind of transition into more of the systems and productivity type of stuff. Tell us who your ideal clients are. You help more of the service providers, right? It is. Yeah. I would say 99% of my people are service providers. Product-based is really just a whole other ball game. You've got like inventory systems and like all of that kind of stuff. And I've never had a product-based business. So it just makes way more sense for me. A lot of creatives because they're not organization-minded. So content people, social media managers. I actually do work with a lot of new VAs too that kind of like have been winging it and need to put systems together. (laughs) Mostly creative service providers for sure. So what do you see as like the number one system that a new, let's talk virtual assistants right now. Although knowing full well, like I teach the digital marketing assistant, the specialist. So what is the number one system that they're missing that they're like doing wrong? Honestly, I think the end of day routine and it's, it's not an actual tool right? Like everyone thinks of the word systems and they're like, Ooh, what's the fancy new software that I get to use? And I'm like, it's not like, that's not all it's hyped up to be (laughs) because I think just at the end of the day, we're done working, but then we get in this like spiral of forgetting stuff, not putting things and filing things away. Things start slipping through the cracks. You're like, wait a second. Did I send that thing to the client? Like, It's just this like spiral and then you get to the end of the week and you don't want to clean everything up either because you want the weekend and it's just this like never ending cycle. Oh my gosh. You're like calling me out on last (laughs) night. I'm like sitting on the couch. I'm like watching the morning show. I subscribed to Apple TV just so I could watch that show. There you go. uh, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, Scheiser, I forgot to, I forgot to send the email to so-and-so. And I said, I would do that. And in my defense, like my girls get home at two 30. So like, oh, that's early. I know, yeah. I know the bad thing about we moved here in the last place we lived, 
although it was not good for them, it was good for me. They didn't get home till five. Yeah. <laughs> the bus dropped them off. So girl, I lost three hours, but I need to be like, conscientious about wrapping up big things before they come home and distract me before I have to start the ballet and the soccer. And oh yeah. Um, anyway, so like yeah. you saying this is hilarious, but you honestly really surprised me. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Yeah. I mean, from an actual tool standpoint, I would say a CRM. I think that nobody tracks their leads. They're like, oh, I'll just remember it. Or it's in Facebook messenger or Instagram. And like, we forget people all the time. Like I'm organized with it. And I, I'm like, Oh gosh, they told me to send them the thing. Like, it's just, you can't rely on that. You have to have like an all in one place for all of your people to be culminated in one spot. So you can follow up. I love it. You said that because I do teach my students that inside my course and I keep it very rudimentary and how I did things like a long time ago, but I was in the airport at my first like live event as like a stay at home mom. Who's like had her like (laughs) debut into the the conference world. And I go there and I'm sitting in the airport and somebody comes up to me and they're like, Oh yeah, I had emailed you. And I just had that panic. Like I like, I emailed you back. You're like, wait, what's your name? (laughs) And I use that story just to show how important it is because I don't, did I, okay. The answer is yes, I did. But first of all, What did I quote her? Like, where were we at with this discussion? Oh, you know, some people ghost, like some people ghost and then come back to you. And so yep. tracking this is so important. So I'm glad you brought it up. I would say, especially freelancers, like they don't keep track of that. They're like, well, I'm busy and I'm doing client work. And then they get in this like feast and famine of like, now I need clients. Now I don't need yes. <laughs> clients. Yes. Um, yeah. So favorite CRM, I would say, I mean, you can keep it simple and do it in Asana or Trello. If that's something that you use already, I actually don't even use like a, a real CRM. It's called context plus it's like a, it's almost like a phone book, but it's a little bit more robust. You can do a bunch of tagging within it. I just found for me, like going to another thing constantly, like another platform didn't work. And this integrates really well with um, Gmail. You can like add people directly from Gmail. There's another one called Streak CRM that does the same thing. It adds people in directly from Gmail. So you already live in your email. You might as well just add that in there instead of creating a separate tool. Now, as you start growing, you may need to kind of upgrade that. But I think both of those are pretty good for newbies. Yeah, I love that you brought Streak. I definitely have that installed and I am underutilizing it 100%. Everyone always does. They're like, well, I have it. Now what do I do? Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to what you're going to teach us today as far as like the three Ps in your end of the day routine. And yeah, like go for it. Tell us us what we need to know. Yeah. So what I was finding is that at the end of my day, I was just kind of like, I'm done. And then I would start up the next day and it was like, crazy bananas. I had no idea what I was working on. And then by the time I knew it, it was time to pick up kids. And I'm like, wait a second, like I got nothing done. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? So I really started thinking about like my end of day. I was like, I need to have something in place where I can kind of like wrap up plan so I can shut everything off. Right. And then come the next day and it's there for me. So it wasn't named this obviously when I started it, but it's the three P's of productivity. So they are process plan and prepare. So essentially the planning, I feel like a lot of people do that. They'll kind of map out their next day a little bit, but I think the biggest piece of that is processing the day because I think that's where a lot of things slip through the cracks because you've talked to a lot of people, you've written down a lot of notes, you've read a lot of emails, like we're taking all this stuff in all day. 
And if we don't make sure that action items and follow-ups and things that we've done go where they need to go, then we're going to start forgetting stuff. So really at the end of my day, I will go and make sure my email is cleaned out and ready to go. Like anything that I can take care of, I'll clean it out, delete or archive, and really just make sure that that's kind of in place, ready to go. And I'll flag stuff if like there's still action that needs to be done or something like that. But anything I can get out of my inbox, I get out of there. The second thing I do, and this is huge, we were talking about digital clutter, is I clear off all the screenshots and the PDFs and the images from my desktop (laughs) because they add up very quickly. You download stuff and then it's like your desktop's completely covered. So I'll go in and like delete or file or do whatever needs to happen. But my desktop is clear at the end of my day because it's going to start back up the next day. (laughs) Okay, let's just take a moment here. It's impossible to get referrals without putting yourself out there all the time. It's really difficult to have a community when you're doing the work by yourself. It's also hard to stay up to date when you're just one person and digital marketing trends, platforms, technology, and strategies change all of the time. And it's no fun having to do lead generation for your business when you'd rather be doing billable hours. So I have a solution for you. Come join my digital marketing work group. It's a tight community of freelancers, virtual assistants, digital marketing specialists, who are all up-leveling in their skills, getting advanced trainings, applying for my job ops, and becoming digital marketing specialists and managers and strategists. This is an online referral community for both skilled and up-and-coming digital marketing service pros and virtual assistants. We've shared over 800 jobs with our community. We'd love to have you too. If you need client work, if you need a squad behind you, if you need help raising your prices, promoting yourself to the next level, this is the place to be. You can apply for the work group with the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Back to the show. This is really important too when you're working on a team, if you're like a virtual assistant, that like anything that is on your desktop that needs to be in the right team folders. Like I've heard the rule, like nothing stays on your desktop at night. to go so the right people can have access to it, whether that's like Dropbox or Google folder. And sometimes you don't realize like I was working on that thing and now no one else can get to it. Yeah, I do the same thing. So I work in a co-working space and I work from home sometimes. And if I work on my desktop and leave it there and then I'm here, I'm like, cool. Now I just lost productivity and can't do that because I left it on the other computer. So if I'm on my desktop, I'm like, that all has to go into the Google folder, wherever it needs to go. But then just from a digital clutter, like standpoint, getting it off of your desktop. I'm going to be really authentic with you right now. I am a screenshot fool. Like I get so much like Facebook ad copy ideas. Like I'm, you know, I can be that creative type. And I don't feel good until like I clear it off. And the problem is it does take time and then you get behind. But I would love for you to see my desktop right now because you would die. You would die. And it's so- If I had a dollar every time someone said that, like I'd be a bajillionaire. They're like, don't judge me. Don't look at my desktop. It's fine. It's so distracting. But let me tell you the other reason why I need it off. My computer, my laptop, it's a Mac, but it's from 2015 and I need the data space on it. (laughs) I'm working with creative. So I have their reels. I have their high res images. I have headshots. And one trick I like to do is just keep it in Canva because now Canva lets you download out of it. So I have to get that stuff on there. And I want proof that I did the designs for portfolios. So like, you know, being careful with like what I keep and what I go, but like, yeah. girl, it's so bad. My laptop is not happy with me and it's a Mac. There's no, oh, sure. 
Right. <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to like purge those large files, like the movie files that are huge. Yeah. So that is so important. Yeah. So that's actually, I mean, cleaning out screenshots from my desktop and my phone as part of that process. So here's the thing. When you implement a new system moving forward, it's easy, but then you have like this backlog that you have to keep up with. Right. So like, you're like, well, it's okay. I'll start doing it moving forward. But like, I have all this stuff that needs to happen first. So you do have to kind of take that one by one, but when you start doing it daily, there's less stuff there. So it's easier to be like, boop, 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 file away, done. So definitely the screenshots and the stuff on your digital desktop makes it a hot mess. Yeah. And then the other piece is I'll go and make sure I'm closing out all of my browser tabs that I don't need. So like I have my core softwares and systems that I use, but like the other stuff I'm like, okay, cool. Was there any action left with this? No, close it out. Is there action left with this? Do I need to add it to my task list? Right? Like some of the stuff we keep open just to remind us, but maybe we need a task in like Asana or Trello instead. Yeah. Yeah. So really kind of closing out browser tabs if, and when you have tasks that are still due today that you're not going to get to reshuffling their date within Asana or Trello or whatever you use. So really just kind of seeing what you can clear out of that and move to different days, which is obviously part of planning too. So it's really like taking all your notes, all the files, all the things that have happened for the day and either putting them into Asana if it's a task, putting into Google if it's a appointment. The notes is the biggest thing I see people taking notes and then they do nothing with them, but they've got like stars and action items and then they forget because they're in a notebook <laughs> instead of in Trello or Asana. Everybody has the same thing. I have a digital notebook, so I've got the iPad with the Apple Pencil, but I run into the same thing. If I don't keep those tabs open and start putting action items where they need to go, I will 100% forget about things. Yeah. What do you use for your action list? Do you have like a daily one or are you using Asana? Yeah, so I use Asana. If it's not in Asana or Google Calendar, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I figured you were, but I just had to ask. I felt like I got this Asana vibe from you. So yep, because I said it like 15 times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. So what's the third piece? That's processing. That's the biggest one. And I think that's why people struggle with the next two. So the planning piece of this is to look at your calendar and look at your task list the next day and map out all of your calls and what tasks you're going to do between those calls. So I actually, I still write this, even though I use Asana, like all the stuff is there. I have like just a really simple list where I'll map out all of my appointments and then put the tasks that I'm going to work on between those appointments. So really just having the plan the night before so that when you start your work day, you can just hit the ground running. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Yeah. And then the third P is prepare, which sounds a lot like planning, but I basically see this as preparing any files or outlines or things that you need to execute the plan. So if you're recording a podcast, make sure you have the outline ready. If you have a sales call, make sure you've kind of like prepped some bullet points for that. If you have a client meeting, making sure you have bullet points for what you're going to talk about there. So like, I'll just basically open up my notebooks and make some bullet points for each of those and make sure everything's ready to go. But then I'm not like hopping on a thing and like trying to search for, I'm like, oh God, where did I put the outline for this? Or yeah. oh, I didn't research and now I'm going to go on a sales call. So really just making sure you've kind of looked at your appointments for the day and your tasks and make sure you have the items that you need for that. I like this and it seems so simple, but 
this affects your business. Like if you show up frantic, you haven't done your research <laughs> with your clients. And that's what I was doing. Like I would have nine o'clock calls, which I fixed that problem. I don't take calls until 10, <laughs> but I would have nine o'clock calls and like the kids were running late and like, it was this like thing in the morning. And then I'm like, Oh God, I have to get on this nine o'clock call. And I was supposed to have like an outline ready and all of this stuff. And it happened a few times and I'm like, Oh gosh, I have to fix this. Like I have to at least prep for my nine o'clock call the night before so that I'm ready to go. (laughs) But it is, it's, you feel frazzled and then you can't do your best work. Like there's just so many things that happen when you do that. I have to admit, like sometimes there's like burning fire, but I know I have some time. Like today I've had back-to-back calls and I have a new client kickoff call. And I honestly just have not done my research for that, but I know I have, like, I know I have a window right before. Yeah. (laughs) I've like given myself some time, but sometimes it is the burning fire. And I know from, you know, business owners complaining and like talking to other VAs, like sometimes like we're over committing. So I think for sure that time to plan your planning stage It'll show you like, man, because I, I start off with great intentions. Like I think I'm going to go. Oh yeah. We're all going to do a hundred tasks every day on top of our 17 calls. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we don't need to overpromise, but we need to get a handle on like what is reasonable and like we're creating yeah. like the business of our dreams, like not so we can be like just yeah. drowning in to-do list. So <laughs> I think like getting a handle of that will show you what you really can get done. And then I think you'll get ahead of the fire. Like it'll pay off in the long term when you start like having that awareness of what actually is getting done. Yeah. I mean, I was actually able to scale to six figures when I started like doing this very consistently. And you have to make sure that the stuff you're doing, you're just not doing stuff, right? Like busy does not equal productive. (laughs) Like you have to do things that are actually moving the needle forward. And that's what I see too many entrepreneurs doing is that they have to like keep up with this stuff here, like all of this and they don't put it in their calendar. So then they don't have time blocked off for it. So then the calendar completely fills up and then this stuff has to add on top of it. And that's where the burnout comes in because you're working 60 hours a week. And I mean, that's kind of the nature of our business here. People from my course doing digital marketing, because these business owners can't even keep up with that. Like the constant, you know, the hamster wheel um, content creation and social media and inboxes. Like that's why they're coming to us to hire. So like, these are tips like you can turn around and help your clients with, which I love. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So even just having this, like, and I would highly suggest putting this in your calendar for at least 30 minutes at the end of your day, because if it's not on your calendar and you get to the end of the day, it's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. And I can tell a hundred percent when I don't do my three P's, I'm like, oh gosh, I should have done that before. (laughs) Yeah. Because since I take notes on my iPad, I have to make sure my Apple pencil and my iPad are charged. Like that's part of kind of like prepping and making sure things are ready. And I have skipped that step before. And then I'm like, and now I have to take notes on a real notebook. Like (laughs) I was going to ask how long it takes and 30 minutes is really doable. You guys like, yeah. I mean, I think at first, obviously it's a habit and you kind of have to like get in your groove and like have your checklist of what you're doing. So it could take up to an hour. And it also depends on like, if you took 15 calls in the day and did like 37 different tasks, right. How much stuff you kind of have to process. But I would say anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes is pretty reasonable. I can do it about 15, but I've also been doing it for a year and a half. So I think it probably will depend on what kind of projects I worked on that day as well. Okay. Here's a big perk that I see a lot of, especially my new students struggling with is those boundaries. And so (laughs) end of routine do for you. And like, obviously I'm like, 
guiding you on this one, but like this prevents burnout when you have like a final like end of your day. Yeah. Because you just feel more prepared. You feel more organized. You feel like you have a plan for the day, but like I can shut it off knowing that I still have things to do. Like I still have a million things that I have to do and want to do, but I know that they're in their place with their dates and their thing. Right. So I know that I took notes from a call and those action items are where they need to be for when I start back up tomorrow. So just even the like stress and anxiety and feeling constantly like, oh gosh, I forgot to do or jumping up at two in the morning. Like I didn't send that thing to a client that goes away because you've did a wrap up and kind of put it into a nice little bow. Yeah. And sometimes we struggle with our clients too, because we're feeling like we're always on. And I feel like that end of the day would tell you to be like, all right, off a boxer, off a yep. <laughs> like we're done. And this becomes like an established boundary. And Boundary, boundaries are huge. Yeah. Because if you're checking your email at 8 PM, 9 PM and sending things to clients at that time, you're basically training them to do the same thing because they get the answers. They're like, Oh, when I email you at 8 PM, I get an answer very quickly. So they're just going to keep doing that. I will still sometimes respond if I want, but I schedule it. So it goes out the next day. <laughs> okay. Oh, smart. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I'm- all right, I'm going to spend 15 minutes and just catch up, but they're all getting scheduled for 8am tomorrow because okay. nobody needs to know I'm emailing at 9pm. <laughs> I'll tell you where some of my other tasks slip through the cracks. And that's when clients can contact me on channels that okay. I'm yeah. a little bit more mobile on. So yep. Boxer is a huge one for me that I had to learn to turn off and not even listen. And I used to be on a yeah. seven figure client's team and I would look down and there'd be like 90 messages. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, it was, oh my God, so much anxiety. And so I would be listening to them in the car. You know, I'd be listening to them. When and I'm then you listening. forget and you've already listened. Oh yeah. that's yes. <laughs> and, and so having like being strategic about when I even listen to it, like what environment, making sure I'm on the clock when I do it. Like yep. all of that is key for, and I know a lot of you are struggling with clients like this too. So hundred yeah. percent. So my team knows that if they put it in Voxer, it's just clarifying that the task has to be in Asana first. Or yeah. if we come up with a task in the conversation that they have to put it in there because I was like, you put that in Voxer and don't put it in Asana. Like it's not happening. Yeah. We're all just going to forget about it. Oh, for sure. The other thing we have a hard time doing is just like, I don't know. I I know like Deb on my team does this and I do this too, but when you have this to-do list and it's always hanging out and like, you're always kind of thinking about it, that's just, it's hard. I mean, that's like the downside to our lives, especially for juggling multiple clients, multiple projects. And like, you have to be okay with leaving things undone. For sure. But I think that once you've kind of like, you've recapped your day and put things where they need to go, you know, they're there waiting for you. Like, you know, that they're there and you can go start checking them off the next day, but you really can turn it off. I keep tracking my home stuff in Asana. Like I bring and dump that stuff in there because we have to make so many decisions in any given day, just like in our personal lives and in business. Like I can't store all of that stuff up there or I would go crazy. (laughs) I was just telling my husband this weekend. I'm like, we need some SOPs for our life. Right. (laughs) I'm like, I just like little things. Like, I don't know. We're military. We move a lot. Like every time we move, I'm like, where do I put this one? Same checklist, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, why did I not have an SOP when I was 22 for moving? Like just. I don't know. For example, is like the exercise ball. Like you only inflate that every two years when you move. And I'm like, where is the pump thing? Right. The exercise ball. Anyway, I love it. A bad example. 
tell everyone about your program and how you specifically yeah. help service providers. For sure. Our program's called Hustle to Flow. So we take you from hustle to flow. <laughs> That's essentially a lot of the strategy, but we highly, highly focus on the systems and making sure that you have those checklists, make sure you have the right tools that you're going to be using. Uh, making sure you're not paying for tools that you don't need because a lot of them can integrate and do all in one. So we really dive into systems and do a whole audit, make sure you're not paying for things because I've seen some of my students even save like $200 a month because they're paying for all these things. And I'm like, you don't need any of that based on your goals. Like (laughs) go delete all of those subscriptions. So it is heavily focused on that. We make sure they get their project management tool in place, their CRM, making sure that they have this routine in place at the end of the day. But it's also some of the automation stuff. Once they get to that point, they're kind of ready to start automating some things and then documenting and starting to delegate. Because obviously, as you start to scale, you have to bring on team members. So it really is to take that kind of like newbie that's throwing spaghetti at the wall and really structure them to get to the point that they can bring on a team. And then it's a lot of accountability and making sure that we stop doing hashtag all the things because you can't launch a podcast and a webinar and a course in one quarter. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Do people really do that? Or what? They try to. They're like, well, I'm going to do this webinar and then I'm going to take some of the content from that and start a podcast. And then I'm just like, no, like you have to pick one. We're going to pick one and we're going to stay super focused. <laughs> so a lot of it is accountability just because I think when newer business owners are in that space, They're like, oh, but I listened to a podcast and I want to try this. Or I took this course and I want to try this. And I'm like, okay, we got to stay focused if we want to get to six figures. Yeah, a little bit of a shiny object syndrome happening. 100%, 100%. Yeah, it's really the strategy systems and support to help you scale to six figures and beyond. And then we've got a community that goes along with it. So do most of your clients, are they trying to build... Like, give us some insight of like that six figure entrepreneur and like that end goal. Like, are they subcontracting? Are they taking on more work? Are they creating an agency? Like, what does it look like for your students? Yeah, I would say most of them really just want to get to like that 250,000. Like a lot of those students aren't the ones that want to scale to a million or anything crazy. And they want to have like a super, super small team of contractors, maybe a VA, somebody to do their social media They want most of the work to still be them, but be able to scale their time freedom. I don't think there's any of my students that really want like full on agency or anything like that. They really want to stay that solopreneur, but just have that steady income coming in for sure. Okay. That's insightful to know that. I'm always kind of curious because there's so much like opportunity here, you know? Oh gosh. I mean, this online space has opened up so much for women to be working online and I was kind of curious. Yeah. And I've even asked my students before, I was like, what does scalability mean to you? Cause my method inside the um, program is the road to scalability. And I was like, what does that mean to you? They're like, well, I just want to scale my income, like, and have contractors. I don't want employees. I don't want an agency. Like I don't need to make a million dollars. I just want to hit this certain point. So I do think it's interesting kind of, it's like one extreme or the next, right? It's like, I want to make like, you know, six figures, but nothing crazy. Or I want to make a million dollars plus. And the term like scaling in this business can mean like many different things to people. So many things. Yeah. 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 I mean, it can be like scaling your, just your regular income. It could be taking you out of the equation and creating courses and programs or evergreen products that people can just kind of buy constantly. It could be bringing on a team. Yeah. I think the online space has kind of muddied the 
all the different terms, they kind of all just blur together now at this point. And people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know what the definition of that means anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I have to ask you this while you're here, yeah. like your service providers who are hiring a VA, like what are they looking for? Most of them are digital marketing, the content creation. They're like, a lot of my people are introverts. Like I actually put that in my community. It's like the introverted business owners, but they don't want to be on, on social media constantly, but they know they have to have content to find clients. So that I would say almost all my people, that's the first thing they're like, oh my gosh, somebody just take over my social media. <laughs> that's hilarious. I totally, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, social media and digital marketing is like a full-time job on its it own. Is a so, I used to do beat. it for my big client. And back when Facebook liked you posting four times a day, right? And <laughs> I, I don't know how I survived because it was just it was constant. It was, a, I called it the Facebook monster. And that was really like while Instagram was starting. So then you bring on that. Yeah. Bring on the Pinterest monster. Right. Yeah. So I think it's social media and then just general admin stuff. But a lot of times my client, that's why I have them make sure things are working before they hire people. Because a lot of times they found if they just put a client onboarding system in place, a CRM in place and consistently use it, they're like, oh, I've actually freed up my time. So I don't even need to hire someone. But I would say the next person after social media is probably just like general admin, like backend business manager, inbox, calendar, all of that kind of stuff, just because then you're serving more clients. So you run out of time at some point. <laughs> Mary Lee says, Brittany's program has allowed me to scale just me by getting more productive. And a lot of us, we just, we want to do more of the like billable work. We want to do some of the fun work and not get stuck in that admin stuff. So I'm so glad uh, Mary Lee was actually the one who connected us. And she's like, you've got to be Brittany. Like your unicorns are going to love her. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. yeah and it, it really does. It frees up your time to actually do client work, which is what we want to do, right? Like we are good at the thing, but you are a business owner and you have to have this other stuff to make it work so that you can help clients. But yeah, I would say social media and admin are like the top two things that people are like, we need help. <laughs> yeah. I have to ask, what is your favorite billing like, are you a Dubsado um, or are you a HoneyBooks or you a FreshBooks? Like, what's what's your jam? Yeah, so I'm actually anti-Dubsado. I love the concept, but just not my jam. I know, I'm like the black sheep when it comes to that. I will tell you that there is not a really great one that does everything great. I have not been able to come across one. If I had a bajillion dollars to create software, that's what I would build. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, something is missing from everything. So I actually use PandaDoc. It allows me to create proposals, contracts, and do the payment all in one fail swoop. And then I'm basically just using Acuity for my scheduler. So it is kind of piecemeal, but I feel like it's like super simple systems for each thing. So it works. Yeah, I still have not. I mean, I've tried Dubsado. I've tried HoneyBook. Plutio is probably the closest I've ever gotten. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 17 hats, still not there. Like there's just so many missing pieces. And I get it. Like you can't do everything great, but... I'm like, if somebody could just like make one perfect, like you would make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> I got, I have had the same thought with like different apps and things. And yeah. That's the biggest one is like the whole client journey, like the CRM signing on with proposals, contracts, payments, follow-ups, and then project management. Like that 
if somebody could create that unicorn, I would pay a lot of money for it. (laughs) I did just do a training with Active Campaign, which I thought was fascinating with their new deals section, which is basically a CRM and almost like a Trello board. And you can kind of like track your people. Move them through. The name deals like messes with my brain, but (laughs) like, I like that, but I just don't think, I don't see a lot of service providers like using Active Campaign. Like it's just, not for that. Clients, yeah, I wouldn't say so either. Like I use Kartra for all of my like online digital marketing because it's the all-in-one for that. It's payments and sales pages and actual membership portals and all of that. So that would be like another, it's like a duplicate basically. So that's what I'm saying. Like the online space and courses is different than like one-on-one consulting. So you almost have to like completely separate the two. And when I started, I mean, I kept things really simple because I don't want people to invest in all the tech stock until they kind of like oh, no. in their services. And hundred yeah, percent, yeah. I did a Google sheet to track clients, um, yep. you know, my leads and whatnot. And I did PayPal at the very beginning. And then at some point I hit this pain point where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's taking me an entire day to invoice clients. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. And like just having that awareness, like when I'm ready for the next step, yep. but I will see service providers get stuck and having to have all of this perfect before they even take on the work. It's really funny. I actually did that because I was the systems girl. So I was like, Uh, my systems have to be perfect. Nobody's going to pay me if mine aren't great. So I actually got stuck in that trap when I was first beginning too. So I get it. But yeah, like you said, as long as you're tracking them somewhere and it works for you, there's always a way to upgrade. There's always a way to like take that next system. And I feel like for me, PandaDoc is that super easy thing. I've got the templates for the different offers. I can send it super quickly after a sales call. They can sign it and pay it all in one fail swoop and then it's done. Yeah. I wanted to say that just to give people permission to not have it all perfect right now. And like hearing Brittany today, you know where you're going. You now have a resource to help you get there. You have a free Facebook group. We'll put that link here in the comments too. Like you can get there. It does not have to be fan right now. And I will tell you it's, that's not the way to do it. Cause you won't make money doing that way. Cause I did that at the beginning and I didn't make money. And now when I just wing it and figure it out later, I'm like, Oh, that worked better. I made money with this. <laughs> You're like reinforcing my own messaging. Yeah. I don't it's get stuck huge. on business building. I say, learn the skills, get the clients and like, come back and like revisit some of this stuff. That's because- the thing. If somebody's going to pay you, they're like, here, take my $2,000. What do you give me? Like, Oh, sorry. My systems aren't in place. Like, no, you're going to take the money and you're going to figure it out later. So I got stuck in that trap and it is not a good one because I've done it both ways. I have launched and done things and had to have the systems perfect. And it took way longer. And then actually when I launched hustle to flow the first time, there was nothing in it. There was like a payment link. And 10 yeah. people signed up and I was like, all right, this is the way I'm going to do this from now on <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> because then I haven't invested the work in it. Like I, they've paid me, then I'm going to figure it out. Right. But if I invested all that work and then no one paid me, like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I just told a student in my work group yesterday, I was like, you don't have to have a landing page. Copywriters do this all the time. They'll have a Google doc with a payment link and you can send that out. People know what beta is. They get it. 100%. I sold a, I have my client care kit. It's like my client onboarding processes. And I literally sold it with a checkout link. That's it. And I had 30 people sign up. I was like, okay, cool. Now I have a sales page for it now, right? Because I have people that are paying and I know that it's actually something that people want. So now I can send them to a sales page. But ever since I started just winging it and figuring it out later, I've made way more money. So I highly suggest that way. (laughs) 
I like that. Because I was, I was the perfectionist. I was like, no, I can't. Like, I gotta get my systems together. They're not gonna pay me to do their systems if my systems aren't in place. Like, yeah, it's not the way to go. I see that a lot with our own clients and job leads. Like, sure. everybody, nobody has it down. I've been in the back end of so many businesses, and oh my gosh, it's yeah. like a hundred percent got yeah. it all figured out, all perfect, all running nope. smoothly. And it's okay if you're like that too. <laughs> yeah. My coach is a seven figure earner and like, I'm in the back end of her business for some stuff. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, nobody has it together. You have to, even when you get to that point, you have to create processes and update processes daily. Almost. You're like, oh, we're doing this new thing. Here's a new process. We've added a new team member. Like, and that's one of my biggest things I want to teach is that you have to just think in systems Like it's never a one and done. Like you just have to think, how can I create a template? How can I duplicate that? How can I create a checklist? Because even still today, like I create new checklists constantly. I'm like, oh, that's new. (laughs) I like how you said that think in systems. And one of the hardest parts about being a new VA and juggling all of those clients is like, you're working 15 minutes here, working 15 minutes there. And it really like hurts you and harms you and your clients in the long term. So if you can kind of, think like that. I feel like you could dedicate, like I like to teach, it's like dedicating yeah. that day when you're working on so-and-so stuff and it's clearly communicated. It does you no good to be like switching all the time and unorganized and like forgetting things. And it's not no. going to set you up for success. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about this other piece. So I use my BCO buckets. So it's actually my branding, but business development, client services and operations every business has all three of those. I have some businesses that want to argue business development is like sales and marketing, like all these other buckets. I'm like, you're still doing business development. (laughs) I actually time block in that. So my Mondays are half business development and half operations. My Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are mostly clients. And then I make sure that I have business development. So sales and prospecting type of stuff. And then my Fridays kind of a little bit of each. So I kind of broke it up three different parts in the day but it helps with that context switching. So you were saying like bouncing from like operations to client tasks. When you're thinking about only operations stuff, it's so much easier to just bounce around to operations stuff and get that done. Same thing with clients. But if you're doing QuickBooks and then client work and then social media content and then sales calls, like you're all over the place. Ah, you get out of your flow. (laughs) (laughs) We want you in flow, not out of flow. We want you in the zone. Okay. Have you read Michael Hyatt's book, Free to Focus? I'm sure you have. I actually haven't. I've heard of it and I follow a lot of his stuff. So obviously get the gist. (laughs) Well, he has this planner, three month planner or something like that. And it's kind of the same premise. And, and I just want to touch on this, that like kind of having that reflection at the end of the day and like reorganizing things and realizing like why you didn't get to things, but he does that daily and weekly. And, you know, I'm not the best at implementing that, but I just wanted to create that awareness for everybody here listening that like really is a, I don't know, it just like gives you insight into things and also shows you like what you accomplished. Cause sometimes you feel like, oh God, I just did a bunch of peddly things. I don't feel good about anything. I don't know. I I, I know you're not supposed to do this, but I feel worthy when I get shit done. (laughs) Right? Right? Like I like having tangible results. So I don't always pause and give myself that like, moment of like, oh my God, Emily, you just created this entire funnel and like wrapped up that project. Like, right. (laughs) Good job, girl. But they were like, oh, I didn't get anything done. And then I look at my Asana checklist and it's like, you've completed 97 items this week. I'm like, oh, all right, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So give yourself like that celebration. Can you tell everyone about your freebie you have for us? 
So I actually have the checklist for the three P's of productivity that I can give you. So it's just hustle to flow.co forward slash end of day checklist. But our productivity community is probably the best place to come out. It's completely free. We actually do a monthly office hours where you can come and ask questions. We have a monthly coffee and connection call and members mingle happy hour. So tons of fun. And it's just hustle to flow.co forward slash community. Okay. Cool. I will show that here too. Well, thank you. This has been so fun. And I love that I can like tell you the real status of my business on yeah. like with my screenshots and whatever, and like the like, judgment free zone here. But like, this has been Absolutely. super motivating for me because I know I need to do this. And with my kids back in school, like mama's back. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting back, back, to, back to school, back to business. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think this is so helpful and I know so many newbies need to hear this. So please go check out Brittany, check out our Facebook group. You're also on Instagram too. So like I'll post everything in the notes here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Take care lady. We'll be in touch. Bye. Bye. All right. If you found this podcast helpful, if you learned something, I'd love to know what your big takeaway is. Do you have a morning routine? Do you have a end of day routine? I would love to know these things. Go over to Instagram, tag me in a story, let me know, send me a quick DM. And most of all, let me know if this is helpful. And if you found it helpful, please go ahead and leave a review for the podcast. That helps me out so much. I need your feedback to keep going. I need to know what's sticking. I'd love to know if it's helpful. I would love you to also hit subscribe. Not going to lie there. That will help me out too. All right, next week on the show, we're talking about three mistakes I made as a VA. No, it has nothing to do with the massive amounts of screenshots that are currently on my computer. My husband knows this. I go through these little like Tasmanian devil tornadoes where I just get like super organized about things, but I do have a hard time maintaining it. Discipline is not high on my strengths finder and I am overdue for a purging of the screenshots. I'm just going to tell you that. Okay. Next week, we're talking about other mistakes I made that have nothing to do with digital clutter. I'll see you then. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Crazy bananas, but, um, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, but, um, um, yeah, like go for it. I am a screenshot fool, uh, but I just had to ask. Yep. <laughs> I have to ask what, oh God, I just lost my, what is your favorite billing like client? What am I trying to say? I'm not coming up with a smart word.